Welcome to Ghostly. As always, we are your host. I'm Pat. And I'm Rebecca. Today is going to be a very special episode. Today kickstarts Ghostly's Exorcism. Woohoo! Rebecca, what what is that? Oh, it's, it's so exciting. So it is four themed episodes all about exorcisms. We are taking a deep dive. We are looking at this from all angles, yes. looking at famous stories, some not so famous stories, uh, just the concept of it, try to get our questions answered. I'm, yeah. I'm so excited to explore this topic. And it comes out weekly. Yes. This is our first yeah. time doing weekly episodes. It's, it's going to be weird because um, during this, I had asked Rebecca if we could save most of the debating until the very last episode of October. And the reason for that is because I I find it hard not to be a hashtag team believer in this. What? And I need time to process every single one of these stories. My initial feeling is always to believe the exorcisms and stuff. That's what kind of led me in my spiritual path. So it's, I, I'm going to find it really difficult to side with my hashtag scheme team skeptic or scheme skeptic, whatever. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to step up my skeptic game then. Maybe. Yeah. Compensate. I don't know. It's going to be really difficult. So this episode is going to probably be one of Ghostly's scariest episodes. I'm just going to say that I had trouble sleeping the yeah. night after we recorded this particular episode. So it's an interview with a good friend of ours, David Vox Mullen. And I, I had heard a podcast called EPH 612 and even talked about it on Ghostly once. But we realized because we call David Vox Mullen, we call him Vox, I didn't realize it was actually Vox doing this because he goes by David on EPH 612. It was kind of something he didn't really want everyone to necessarily know it was him. Yeah. I mean, he'll talk about it in the episode, but he just kind of put it out there in the universe. Yeah. So when I realized, when it clicked in that this was our friend, I was like, I got to get him on the show and I got to talk about this. And this is, I love the concept of of uh, exorcisms. They just... They really fascinate me. Yeah. And I have to say, so I hadn't listened to EPH 612 before this uh, this episode. So, but after hearing his story, um, he gives us a few of the specific stories that he shared um, on his podcast. Yes. And they were so intriguing that I really, I know this sounds like a line, but I really did like, okay, no, I have to go listen <laughs> to this podcast. And I like it because it's short. It's like, 10 minutes, 20 minutes at the longest. Just a great little thing to listen before bed. And I'm telling you, these stories, you're like, this really, you just, you can't believe this is, they're true stories. They yeah. really happen to this person. Or, and it's great. Yeah, absolutely. They, It's an amazing show. I mean, it's very dark, but it has like a, like a hero point of view to it. Mm-hmm. And so you really get behind him, even though he says these are true stories, even if they're not, they're still awesome stories. <laughs> that, yes, there's a skeptic side for you. So, Rebecca, do we have any listener's mail? We do. Listener mail. Listener mail. We do have a listener's mail. In fact, we have one that's so long, she actually sent us two stories. So I'm going to do one this episode and we'll do the other one on our next week's episode because we're doing it next <laughs> week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, listener Anne-Lise. I'm going to, again, pronunciation. We'll see. Um, so she sent two amazing stories, and here is the first one, and I just lightly edited 
um, okay. just to make it a little easier to now, read on She air. had originally sent these before we started asking she for them, She did, right? and then she was very excited to have them. So we had to re-ask her for permission. So, so anybody you... that, have, that has sent a story into us and you want us to possibly read it, please just send us another email giving us permission. Yeah, or you might receive one from us. Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't sent us a story yet and you have one, please do, because we will definitely... Uh, We're definitely looking for more stories to be able to read. Okay. So she says, I'm a huge fan of your podcast. I found you from Podcoin's app. Oh, poor Podcoin. Yeah. I miss Podcoin. I know. And I ended up listening to your podcast only. I am definitely hashtag team believer, and I would like to share a few stories with you. Last night, I was listening to the one about the Ouija board, and the first thing that came to my mind was my mom. She used to tell me everything about it when I was a kid. I was born and raised in Estonia. It's a small country next to the Baltic Sea. When my mom was in her 20s, in the 70s, she and her friends made their own Ouija board. In those days, Estonia was still part of Russia and the stores were pretty empty. So anyway, my mom and her friends made one for them for their own. They wrote the alphabet on a big white paper, made a marking on the, on the porcelain plate because it was lightweight. And before placing it on the paper, they warmed it up on the candlelight. Then they placed their fingers on the plate and started to call spirits out. And yes, it worked. My mom was telling me how one evening she was trying to get in contact with one police officer who committed suicide and who was a big friend with her dad. It happened in one old building, which was used as an office, and people used to say they could hear heavy footsteps and see shadows. Like she said, she didn't get an answer on this night, and they just left it. A few days later, my mom was in this office building alone, cleaning. She was downstairs by the outside door when she started to hear heavy footsteps. They came downstairs and stopped right next to my mom. My mom said she was so confused at this moment. At first, she thought there are still some people left in the building. She went upstairs to check, but all the doors were locked. She went outside and saw some people nearby and asked them, did anyone come out of the building? And when she heard no, she realized she had just heard a ghost. After that experience, she never touched the board again. And I really do believe her, not just because she's my mom, but I do remember people talking about these footsteps all the time. Yes, it was a pretty old house already by this time, but you just can't explain heavy footsteps walking around. So this was my mom's ghost story. Wow. Yeah. That was a really good one. Definitely. Very classic. Yeah. And, uh, and then I'm, I'm going to tell you the one next week is her ghost story. And it's even scarier. Wow. So we're doing two weeks with her story. Oh, yeah. She's got some, man, she's experienced some stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm, I can't wait. <laughs> well, this is usually where we would do the poll results. But since we are doing weekly episodes, we don't have poll results yet for our Biltmore Hotel episode. So those will be in next week's episode if we decide to read them. Oh, we'll be sharing the poll results. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we should just stop with these polls, these silly polls. Uh, Nope, not stopping. (laughs) And you know what? Hey, hashtag Team Skeptic. You can still go out and vote. Yeah. Or hashtag Team Believer. Where do they vote? On Facebook. Oh, okay. So they just go Facebook.com and there they go to be? Ghostly Podcast. Oh, and, so they have to go, go to, to polls. And so then Facebook.com slash Ghostly Podcast. You got it. Or just go on Facebook and search for Ghostly Podcast yes. and you will find us. Yes. And you can vote if you're a skeptic. <laughs> or a believer. Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, maybe we should just 
get right into this episode. Then. Oh, yeah. This is a good, long... Yeah. So Fun this started interview. off, we were just going to ask him some questions and we were going to use it in our episode. I had done a bunch of research and stuff. And then his interview answered every single question that we had and, and it touched upon all the history I was going to say. There is some more, but we'll save that until the fourth episode. Yep. So at that, here is David Vox Mullen or on EPH 612, it's David. I want to welcome Vox, David Vox Mullen from the David Vox Mullen Show, the DVMPE Podcast Empire, no, Production Empire. It, it was Podcast Empire a few years ago, and yes. then we, we've evolved into the Production Empire. You are the production. Because we don't just do podcasts anymore. We do music, we do books, we do film, we do everything. You so, do do everything. We do do. So Vox, as we refer to him... He, it's David Vox Mullen. Mm-hmm. Um, as we refer to him as Vox, he is the man of many talents. He he is an excellent comedian. I've performed with him tons, thousands tons of times. Of times yeah, yeah um, he is a fantastic musician. I've gotten the opportunity to play with him, although none of the stuff that we played actually did I, anything. I still have it. I I've got some it. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we were going to produce a show with that. Um, he stand up, he does, he, he's an actor. He is a wrestling fanatic. (laughs) (laughs) He is everything. He's also an excellent interviewer. He recently interviewed us for his podcast, the David Vox Mullen show. So any ghostly listeners that have not gone to listen to that, you should check it out because you learn a lot about the beginnings of ghostly. Yeah. And you could find that anywhere that you find great podcasts. Absolutely. So I asked Vox to come on the show because I happened to stumble upon a podcast called EPH 612. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy sounds so familiar to me. <laughs> uh, I was I was like, I, I swear I know this guy. And then he was talking about where he lived. And I was like, that's where Vox lived. And then it kind of... I kind of saw that Bruce yep. Wayne was Batman. Oh, I, I love you, man. I love you for doing that. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is the first, uh, I guess, the first official uh, announcement that that is my show. That is something I did. It, it, yes. it was an experiment that I started last year, a little over a year ago. And, um, you know, we've all got secrets, so to speak. And, Skeletons. Uh, so, sure. And uh, <laughs> like H.H. H. Holmes. And... Uh-huh. Um, I I had I, I do all this entertainment. I do music. I do you know comedy. I do impressions. I do podcasts. I I just li- I literally do just about anything that if anybody is interested in paying attention to anybody else, I'll 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 dance like a monkey for them. I don't care if anybody has a check. If any, with your that's name on more it. to the point. <laughs> more to the point. Uh, and and we have to we have to make sure that I do get paid for this. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, the amount that we set, <laughs> the amount that we agreed upon. Right. <laughs> Um, no, but I, I, I had something from my past and from, and, and, and just deep down inside that I, I really hadn't shared, uh, publicly, um, with, with a lot of people. And in some instances, never at all. No, I mean, I've known you for six or seven years and I had no idea. And to tell you the truth, listening to David on EPH 612, that sounds like the more authentic you as well. Mm. 
It wow. sounds like there's a little fear in your voice wow. when you're when you're speaking of things, and probably rightfully so. Yeah. Well, so so just to explain to the listeners what EPH six twelve is, it was an experiment I had. I I I created the the DVM production empire back in two thousand and nine, and it is a multifaceted, uh, large podcast network that for the last 10 years has done very well for me Yes, and um, started with, you know, TV fan casting and into original content and comedy and interview style and Dungeons and Dragons and movies and video games and just so many different things. And it, it was very successful. And so a part of me was, was curious that if, if I were to, share that part of my life would would it would people listen simply because it was a part of my thing or mm -hmm. would would they listen because of the content and that was what i was more concerned with it wasn't so much about me as a person yeah as it was as i felt that these stories needed to be released and they needed to be told yeah and that they needed to be taken at at their value without um, any glitz and glamour and polish and urethane, absolutely and polyurethane. So <laughs> I, uh, I, so the experiment itself was to not promote it. There's no, there's no DVMPE logo on the on the artwork. There's no commercials for it. No. Um, and if anybody, and obviously I'm talking about it now because it's been a year and the experiment has proven to be a success. Well, and I asked you to come on, and you did. Yes, yeah, so. after after realizing it was you. It it really yeah. took me a couple episodes there. I I have to say I was like this guy. I don't know. Well, it's uh, yeah. It's so so it's it's basically true stories of my personal life, of the encounters that I have had with with some would say the supernatural, and so I. To me, I, I just I I wanted to share these stories because being a fan of shows like yours with Ghostly and my own personal experiences with like say Bachelor's Grove, which I know was a popular episode for you guys, um, the experiences that I had were completely unique to me and different than anything else I'd ever heard from anyone else. And and these experiences are ongoing too, right? Yes, because I mean yeah. we've talked a little bit off air. And um, that it was something that surprised me, and I I can't wait. I heard you just released an episode as well. Yeah, I took a bit of a break. I had I, my whole family had a bit of uh, the the irony was is the, the the second to the last episode I recorded, I had made it a point of saying you know whatever was out there it was seemingly trying to keep me from continuing, and I wasn't going to stop because it was so important to me to share this information. Yes. And then I stopped <laughs> huh. because of, you know, family and we, we moved, uh, yeah. we, we sold our house and bought a new house and beautiful house. too. Yep. And then we just had one problem after another, yeah. which could always, you know, I always seem to find ways to fit that into the narrative, but, um, but I just said, no, I've, I've got to buckle down and get back to this. And, and so I have been, so it's been a, a regular release again. And by the time this comes out, uh, how often do you release episodes? Um, Honestly, truthfully, just whenever I feel like it. Oh, yeah. So there might be one or two episodes from season there will, two. I have another one I'm ready to record. So by the time this comes out, there will probably be at least two more um, okay. that have been released by then. Now, yeah. also, too, um, there was a thousand things that we could have talked about on Ghostly, but I chose The Exorcism. Yes. And um, because... I have always had a fascination with with the idea of 
of exercising a demon from mm-hmm. somebody from back when I was in high school. I mean, that was the only thing that kept me going through Catholic school is the idea that I would learn more about this. Mm-hmm. So I I can't wait for because I know Rebecca has not heard this story and she's going to be blown away. And our listeners probably haven't heard this story too. So you guys are just going to be blown away when you hear him speak of this. I I mean, even me as a skeptic, I was taken aback a little bit and I tried to put myself into your shoes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that would be probably one of the most frightening things that I've that I could even imagine. I'm trying to think of which story you're referring I know, to. I love you are setting this up so hard. That's that okay. There's like <laughs> yeah. the one, no room for failure here, David. The one where you were in the missionary. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why I want yeah. you on the episode. <laughs> well, and I think the reason why I, I think the reason why I wanted to talk about those things on that show, EPH six one two, is because a lot of people have stories. A lot of people have supernatural stories that they want to tell people about, but all of them seem to have had them and they seem to have had them alone. Oh yeah. That was one that was not the, alone. The scenarios yeah. in which I found myself often are alone, but there are scenarios and there's a handful of them where I'm not alone. And that's kind of what I've been trying to point out. Like, Hey, these aren't things that I just witnessed. These yes. are things that I witnessed in public with others who also witnessed. And that's where it becomes like, hey, don't take my word for it. This is, I mean, this is just stuff happens, you know. And again, you know, and you get into the stories of, you know, like the the weeping statues and things like that. And it's like, and I don't know where I fall on that either. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of scientific explanation for all that stuff. It's yeah. more likely than not. Occam's razor says it's probably a hoax. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a very analytical guy when it comes to that. And you know that, yeah. which is why I think maybe you even get a little taken aback by somebody who like me, who is pretty solid with that stuff yeah. goes, Hey, this, this is freaky. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I knew you were a Christian. Mm-hmm. I knew that about you. I knew that you were passionate about your Christianity, which mm-hmm. I, you know, me not being a Christian, I actually, I actually love being around people of faith. Sure. It's a certain energy that is I do not, too, to a point. <laughs> uh, it depends upon what the faith is, <laughs> right, I would say. Right, but right, right. there's a certain energy that's there that uh, skeptics and atheists, they don't tend to tend to have. They're, I mean, they might congregate. There's the Church of Bacon. You know, that's <laughs> a— Yeah, that's, but that's an atheist uh, church, but they don't have that same energy. It's that interesting. They're there for a higher purpose. It's interesting that, that you specifically describe it as an energy. Because, because I, you know, I, I am of the belief that that's the Holy Spirit, that, that those of us who have had those experience, those transformative experiences with Christ as Christians, Mm -hmm. that is, that is a part of the deal where we believe that, you know, I mean, specifically since we're talking about exorcism, Mm -hmm. um, that has to come into play with the concept of possession. Something had to have been possessed before it can be exercised. Mm. Um, And I think a lot of people forget to consider that the, the opposite of an evil possession is when a person who is making the decision to become, quote, a Christian is asking the Holy Spirit to physically enter into them. You know, I I mean, I would agree with that, but I would also say that every major religion where there's faith, where there's people that believe, and when it comes down to it, is there 
is there enough evidence to scientifically say, yeah, there was a Christ, there was a this, there was mm-hmm. a that, mm-hmm. and, and there's never going to be that amount of evidence where you would feel comfortable saying, based upon science, I believe this. Sure. So it's so it's a faith based thing, and uh, I. I love being around people of any faith, of any denomination of Christianity or Judaism or Buddhism. I mean, I will tell you, being a Buddhist, though, that going to a Christian um, service, there is a—it's a lot more fun, (laughs) (laughs) especially nowadays where they play rock music and they do— Hey, I was was a part of that huge—I mean, I'm over 40, so I was definitely a part of that huge shift in— what would be considered Christian contemporary music where I went right. from the, the, the hymns, the hymns and, into yeah. the rock and roll. And it was like, Oh my gosh, this is, you know, give me more of that Yeah, absolutely. Um, into whatever it is now. But um, Buddhist, I mean, for Zen, Zen Buddhism, we literally stare at a wall for a half yeah, hour. There's no headbanging Buddhists, man. There's just no, <laughs> I mean, maybe outside the, the temple, but not in there. We are all just staring at a wall together. So, you know, I, it's total difference, but um, yeah. but you feel that energy, you feel that power, and I don't know exactly what it is. It could be the Holy Spirit. Well, and, and, and I am t- I am fully aware and admitting that that is that is my belief. Yeah, that is that is I choose to believe that that is what happened when I was a young kid. Yeah, and I specifically asked Christ to come into my life and to and to be my Lord and for mm-hmm. me to choose to serve Him and. And asked the Holy Spirit to come in and 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 dwell within me. Sure. In essence, I asked a spirit to possess me. Right. That is true. Yeah. And I think a lot of I think a lot, even Christians I think forget that that's kind of what what's going on. Um. And 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 um. I mean I don't know where you guys want to take this, but I, I would say, um, as we discuss, you know, exorcism and and possession, um. That's a big part of it is we I'm – I'm a believer that we have free will. I'm a believer that we are vessels of some mm-hmm. sort. And so at some point, we have the ability to um, allow something else to take over. And that's, and that's where you get into these – both sides of the paradigm. So Absolutely. Yeah, I mean I can't – I can't say that I really – believe exactly what you're saying, but I know mm-hmm. that you do, and that's enough sure. for me, sure. you know, to know that you believe in it, and I I don't need to doubt it, because that's not my belief system, it's yours. Sure. And you're entitled to your own belief system, just as I know you are very tolerant of other religions as well. Absolutely. You've always been, you know, good to me, so... Um, and there's a lot of people that aren't. I'll, I'll say that. Well, and I'm sorry that that they're like that to you. Yeah, but. like that Nick Mataragas, that guy. <laughs> you know, he always correcting my grammar and stuff. Well, He's, that that just comes from uh, I think the Greek upbringing, where he sees the roots of all words in the Greek. <laughs> he does, yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, but to, but to go back, um, gosh, how do you have a conversation like this and not try to be funny? <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, I, I would I would say that. I've I've grown up around people of faith, Christian, Judeo Christian, Catholics, um, uh, Lutherans, Baptists, and then even the other side of the spectrum, like yourself, like Buddhists, and like yourself, like atheists, and and yeah, you and actually had a podcast with an atheist. I did one of my one of my good friends, Ken Anderson, who uh, is a uh, self professed. Uh, well, he was he 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 was an atheist, and he admitted he's more of an agnostic. But atheism itself isn't quite what it 
used to be now it itself is is more of a of an accepted group yeah so it's it's atheists are really agnostics but they call them they they identify as atheists it's just a percentage yeah that's all it's how much you believe how much you don't believe and how much you don't right um but that 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 helped me um to better understand uh, opposing viewpoints and and how to and how to uh be open you were very open in fact you disagreed with him on a lot of things and you guys always found Common ground at the end. Well, I think we, with, with that particular show, push the button. Push the button. Uh, yeah. I think with that particular show, I think the end result was always, no matter where we're coming from the issue, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever position we're coming from, it always boils down to the thing that's missing is education. Right. Yeah. And, that's and totally at true. the end of the day, it's education, whether it's from a religious or faith based or, or, or skeptic or a science based. It's always like, we just, we just need to read more. Yeah, <laughs> he used to have a joke on the show, which is read a freaking book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So I don't even know where to begin with this because it's a whole podcast season. I mean, well, just so. This we are entering into our uh, Ghostly's Exorcism, mm-hmm. uh, yes. which is basically uh, a series of episodes on exorcisms. And we're going to be telling a lot of the famous stories that are out there and, uh, you know, learning a lot as we go. And I wanted your episode to be first because you have not only experiences mm-hmm. that I think if Pat's right, are going to scare pants off of me, which <laughs> maybe, I'm excited maybe. about, yeah. um, but also are going to help teach us maybe some vocabulary, sure, some information that will then, as we go forward and we're telling some of these stories, we can, oh yeah, remember we learned about mm-hmm. this is what they do when this happens, or and and not that you're going to have, you know, every aspect of it of all the different religions and the ways that they do things (laughs) definitely don't um (laughs) but at least get us started you know so that's what i'm interested in i mean i have some questions that i think maybe will be better for um after um but yeah so so maybe just if you could tell us a little bit like what's your understanding i mean you've kind of already started i love that idea of kind of the there's the good (laughs) possession you know versus the the demonic and if you think about it you kind of have to think that way i really appreciate that um but you know just kind of what's your understanding of how exorcisms exorcisms work Mm -hmm. um your personal story whatever you think in order you know whichever order you want to tell us those things i would say the personal story would probably start out with that Right. Sure, and you sure. might have to give a little background. I will, um, I will. Yeah. And there's a lot even in EPH six one two. I still haven't even divulged. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, this is just a taster. Yeah, and and I've obviously, I mean, I've I've gone way beyond. Um, so so at the end of the day, I I am someone who has um, participated in exorcisms. I am someone who has performed performed exorcisms. Yeah. I am someone who, for all intents and purposes would identify as an exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something that I am pursuing. It's not a, I don't have a shop. I don't have a business card. I don't have a website. I'm not trying to go be, don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not the guy who, you know, there's, there's, there's plenty of them out there. <laughs> so I think we can make a lot you, of money. I, I think we should do this. <laughs> right, right. So would you say that th- situations have found you? Every time, oh, yeah. okay. Every single time, it's been a situation where it, it, it's 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 either found me or through someone I care about, 
I recognize something has happened. And yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. very rarely do I ever um, insert my belief into somebody else's life um, only un- unless I feel like somebody or someone is in danger. Um, and when I say danger, I mean physical danger. Whereas um, there's a yeah. lot of different schools of thought on, you know, oh, if ghosts are real or if demons are real or if angels are real, they don't touch you. That's an absolute fallacy. I know from personal experience that they absolutely can do and will. Okay. And so, um, yeah. So when, when I feel like, or if I, if I've been given uh, enough confirmation for myself to know that, oh, this is a, an, an eminent danger, mm-hmm. then I would absolutely Intervene. Intervene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what's uh, what was? uh, Do you want to tell us about your? Is it your first time, or is this after you've done a few? So, uh, the first time I was really shy. (laughs) Um, It was raining. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I think the first thing we need to do is just talk about the the concept of um, awareness of whether it be uh, being able to sense or perceive. entities or because I have such a scientific analytical brain, Mm -hmm. I've over the years, I've still tried to use science to try to figure out what the heck these things are that I'm experiencing. And, and, um, cause, and, and in no way am I saying it is or isn't, you know, biblical, but I, I still feel like even with science, I can still get to the same place. Uh, or I hope so, you know, sure. But since I was very young, I was able to see things that others n- didn't always necessarily see. Okay. Um, we can start very young. Uh, I'll give you some stories. When I was uh, about five, about five years old, four or five years old, um, I would hear voices when I was, um, you know, like a young toddler kid in my bed. I would, uh, I didn't, I didn't have a dad at home. Um, and so for all you psychologists out there already thinking, well, there's this problem right there. Um, <laughs> I've already gone down all those roads. Yeah. Um, but I, I would hear a male voice speaking. Um, it wasn't, uh, intelligible. Uh, I couldn't make it out what it said. Um, it didn't scare me, mm. but I always, uh, recognized that I was hearing a voice that shouldn't exist. That didn't have a body. It was it was it was an embodied uh, a disembodied voice. Okay, yes, yes. Uh, and I would always hear it when I was you know just coming out of a sleep. Mm. And uh, at the time when I was a kid, I was raised by a single mom, so there really weren't. I mean, there might have been men, you know, coming in. Our house. <laughs> I, I don't know. Try, I, same same yeah, story yeah, here. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No you know, shame, no I shame. gotcha. Um, but uh, for the most part, I mean, I I have always been a pretty bright individual and mm-hmm. so pretty aware pretty pretty perceptive and um yeah i mean i was hearing voices and then that subsided and then a, a little bit later in the same location and it was an apartment at mm-hmm. the time so i mean you already figure you know tons of people have come and gone through there and uh i remember one specific instance probably the earliest instance that i can remember visualizing something um it was it was you know at dawn and I got up and went into my uh, my mom's bedroom, and um, her boyfriend at the time was was sleeping there. Uh, obviously, this was much later than the voices. The voices thing kind of stopped. And um, I remember at walking into the bedroom and on next to the nightstand, 
there was a little girl. All in white. I know it's your favorite <laughs> yes. thing. Uh, but she I, I can't I can't make out her face, but I just remember her being roughly like my age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember looking at her and I remember I remember speaking to her. Um I think I I think I just said hello. Uh, and uh, she didn't respond, and I, I said hello again. And then it, by, by doing that verbally, audibly, it woke my my soon-to-be stepfather up, and he was like, you know, what the hell are you doing? I scared the hell out of him. <laughs> and um, I was like, don't, do you, do the girl, do you see the girl? And he's like, what girl? And I'm looking right at her. Oh, wow. And I'm like, don't, don't you see this girl? And he's like, there is no girl. And I looked at him, I looked back, and she was gone. Wow. And I was like, well, that sucks. And and as a kid, I mean, there was no faith involved at that point. There was no God thing. It was just, it was just, I wanted to play with the kid. It was, I was, it was Saturday morning. I see a girl. I didn't know anything. I wanted to talk to her. She didn't want to talk to me. I was, I even felt upset that mm-hmm. she didn't respond to me. And, um, you know, again, you know, life goes on, time moves on. And then you just kind of brush that under the rug, but mm-hmm. I never forgot it. Sure. Um, you know, I do want to stop and say sure, that. Sure. It's very interesting You're crazy, to me. Dave. No, no, no. <laughs> it's very interesting to me because your body language completely changed the minute we started talking about this. Really? Yeah. So this probably goes back to what you were talking about then. I mean, seriously, it's like you you become a different person when you're wow. talking about this. And like, I don't know if it's fear or if it's or if it's um I don't want to say righteousness or whatever, but righteousness. Yeah, but there is wow, a, there is like a power <laughs> but a but a very subdued power that well, you Well and in all fairness, I, I have more understanding now than I did when I was five. Sure. So I'm just trying to get back to that place emotionally where I was, where it was um so that I can convey that. Also, if you go to my 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 show EPH six one two, we we get into the 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 science of some of the brain yeah. functionality and and the emotional. That's the aspect. part I love about I was, it. Yeah. I loved researching it. I was like, yeah. this is this this is helping me explain things. Like, yeah. This is great. Um. So yeah, the emotional content was was a major part of how and why I was able to retain that memory. But um, like when you were talking about the nightstand, you like. Improved out the nightstand. Oh, because I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, in my exactly. Mind. I, I totally that saw is, it, and I'm looking at the girl. And yeah, no, I, I as a skeptic, yeah, I find that hard to actually say anything about because you are obviously putting yourself in that position. Oh, yeah. So even if this did not happen, <laughs> you on, believe baby. <laughs> you believe it happened. Oh yeah, no, I, I absolutely so, did. Yeah, um, yeah. I will. I will tell you actually, uh, Pat, that this is the box that I know. Oh, good. This is the David okay. that I know. Like, this is this is how we talk. So, like, I think you guys have a, a comedy thing that that's how we, you know that you guys interact. Maybe. But like, I'm sorry when I when like when, when I've hung out with you, which isn't that often. I, it's not like that's it's interesting. Not that I don't often, even but know like that. you're a little. It's that more real. You know, I think the comedy. There's always a bit of like, like one upsmanship. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, that you yeah. that, that people Maybe, get yeah. into get like it when there's a group of us together, you know, um, it's different. So, mm-hmm. I mean, again, not that I've had, we have not had a lot of private conversations. Yeah, I don't want anyone to know, but I'm just He's like, a married man. Yeah, I know. Like, I'm You've friends with your home. wife. I, it's all good. I was like at the, at, you know, no, I understand exactly when I'm at your house or, you know, at gatherings again with other people there. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying that we've had conversations yeah. and I do feel like this is, you know, you're being that's, you're being the real you. That's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Also, we'll have to talk off air about what the unreal be is later. But <laughs> well, she also she also had a dream 
of you at one point. I too. did. I don't remember. I think I messaged you about that too. I don't remember what yes. that was. Um, but you had, you yeah. had told me that, that yeah. you that you were going to cheat on your diet. Oh, that's right. And, and you came in at the last minute and you're like, no, don't cheat on your diet. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I just got back on my diet. Oh, me. Oh, that's awesome. my next step. Yeah, oh, me man. too. So, um, okay. All right. Okay. Sorry. So back to the spooky back stuff. Back to right? the spooky no, stuff. No, that's fine. Um, but I know. Thank you for saying yeah. that, that, that. That that's cool because ultimately, deep down, that is the core of who I am. That I yeah. mean, just that is the real me. Is mm-hmm. is is David and 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 my faith and my belief and, mm-hmm. and my love and my family and like that. That is the most important to me. And so, um, so moving on from there, I I continue to see things, hear mm-hmm. things. Um, I would have different um, audible. Um, experiences, smells, and uh, to this day, I mean, my mom believed for a short period of time that there was something going on um, psychically, so to speak. And she, she always, she tended to have some. I, I specifically haven't brought that up really on our sh- on my show. Sure, I am going. I do have a plan. Hopefully, this season to sit down with her and have her tell her. Oh, stories that would be awesome because she's got some really interesting stuff too. She's an amazing woman. She too. really is. Yeah. She really is. And and so I wanted her to share her story. I think the core of why my show works is because it's not. Hey, my friend said this thing, and my, yeah. I know this guy who saw this thing. So, no, this is I saw this. Yeah. I experienced this, and then I want her on so she can says I experienced this or whatever. Sure. Um, but throughout the years, a lot of uh, a lot of that would happen. But I wasn't a quote. I, I I mean, I I at that point I believed in the God I was told about by my family. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus and Merry Christmas and Easter and all that stuff. But I didn't make a conscious uh, choice to really accept and truly choose to believe in all of that uh, until the mid eighties when I got grounded for something stupid at school or whatever. And I was grounded from watching TV. I was in grade school. Mm. And the uh, man in the eighties TV was oh, all was so bad. good. Elf. And, and ironically, um, I, and I, and, and my mom, you know, to her credit, she'll be the first to admit she wasn't like a great, like Christian parent and, you know, a leader or whatever. Um, but, but when she was just doing the best she could, you know, with me mm-hmm. and whatnot, but, when I was grounded, the NBC was re-airing their famous miniseries, Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I remember with Robert that. Powell and Ian yeah. McShane and all these James Earl Jones. It was huge actors. Yeah. In this. It, was, it, was, it was really good. It was awesome. Um, can, you know, considering the content, it was the telling of literally Jesus' birth all through his life, through the mm-hmm. miracles, through the resurrection, all that stuff. So she said, I'll tell you what, Davey, you can, you can watch this. You're not allowed to watch TV because you're in trouble, but you're in trouble, but you can watch this. Um, don't know if that was a good or bad decision on her part <laughs> because it was pretty graphic. Um, but it was, I mean, it's no, you know, passion of the Christ, but it was, you know, I'm watching yeah. this guy who you literally spend two of the three nights following this character, learning about this character, supporting this character, rooting for this character. And oh my God, they're beating the crap out of this character. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Oh, right, right, right. right. <laughs> but I read the book, but um, <laughs> I know how it ends. But um, but yeah, and, and so for, for a young kid, it was extremely impressionable to see this quote unquote passion of 
the Christ uh, mm-hmm. experience uh, as a kid. And so I, I afterwards I was crying. Obviously, I was I was. Sure. So why did they do this to 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 God's son and you know all that? And my mom, to her credit, you know, and she's not a preacher. <laughs> she doesn't. Uh, she doesn't. You know, quote scripture. No, she's very real person. Very much know? so. Yeah. But she she came up with a really cool uh, analogy. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, uh, "Davy, when you when you do something that's sinful." Or wrong, because you know, how do you tell a kid what a sin is? You know, mm-hmm. she said, when you do something wrong, a little black spot shows up on your heart, and the reason why Jesus died and rose again is so that all you have to do is ask Jesus to forgive you, and He will take that spot away. Wow! Now, again, she's not a scholar. No. She's not. I mean, it's just. But it was in its simplicity form. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's what you needed. You needed visuals simplicity. are always yeah. helpful. Yeah, and that is exactly what stayed with me throughout my entire life. And so, um, and understanding that was symbolic. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It, there was not an actual black spot appearing on my heart. Hmm. Um, but I, I had believed at that point, if I had died. Uh, I was a Christian. I would I would have gone to heaven. I would have experienced the afterlife as we've all been taught about it through our Judeo-Christian concept. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't choose to serve God to make him my lord. Okay. Um until I was about 14 or 15. Mhm. And I went to a completely different type of church, different denomination, same God, same Jesus, same same belief, but a different way of looking at it, a different sure. way of experiencing, a different way of living it. And um, so I had I had made a commitment, or you know, in 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 the church they say like I recommitted my life to Christ or whatever. But yeah. it, it was at that point um, that I I made that decision, and ironically, it was on. Halloween, October 31st, when I was wow. baptized. Um, and I think it was 1993, 92 or 93, where I just, I, you know, and I'm not one of those guys who believes that you have to be baptized in order to go to heaven. It's not mm-hmm. like that. It was just, it was, I was so in love with God. I was so into the choice that I made that getting baptized was just another way to express myself mm-hmm. outwardly to the world. And coming to find also to the supernatural world that I was out there, you know, serving God. I was yeah. a servant of God. And um, that's when things really escalated. That's when all of a sudden um, experiences started to, to get more elevated with friends and family. And, um, you know, I didn't have the best friend choices. I was hanging around with some people I really shouldn't have, but like, Things were happening all around me, and mm-hmm. and and, and uh, we we get into the the supernatural side of things. And so, during all of that time, I would I would have experiences with, you know, I would say angels or demons. And um, because I was so into the faith at that point, I was reading the Bible, I was reading the mm-hmm. stories, and that's where I was getting more information about what it is that these things I had already experienced. But I was getting answers. I'm I'm really glad that, that you that you have read the Bible because yes. there's so many people. I'm not putting anyone down, but oh, if yeah. someone says I'm a Christian, 
I mean, I've read the Bible like six times. It's hard to pick up, and it's hard it to and it's hard to maintain. It's the language is worse than Shakespeare sometimes. Sure, where it doesn't tell you exactly what it's trying to say, and it's interpretation. Yeah, and I think the biggest challenge that people run into, especially those who who haven't been educated on what it actually is, yeah, which is it's not a beginning to end book. It is no. a collection of individual books. Mm-hmm. So each each book is supposed to be its own thing. Yeah. And the timelines for which when they were inserted, and then you get into the whole Nicene Council where they started yep. changing things. And it's like, oh, yeah. you have to really, I mean, it, it, and I argue that the God I believe in wants me and us to to seek him, to to find him through all of that, to get past that, to go into the research, to go yeah. into the history. Um, I mean, you don't have to, but- but I find I that care. refreshing that you actually have because yeah. there's a lot of people. You know, I I remember I was dating this girl once and we got into a big fight because, um, you know, we were talking about the Bible and I said, "Well, have you read this or that?" And she goes, "No, I don't need to. Um, my priest tells me what the Bible says." Yeah, and I was like, "But, but you're missing something there. Then you're getting someone We've else's interpretation." Past- the 1500s. Yeah, exactly. You can yeah. read, girl. You can. You're well, allowed yeah. now. Female preachers? What? Yeah, <laughs> you can. Um, no, I think what, what I find fascinating is not everybody gets the same thing out of it. No, because it's interpretation. It is, absolutely. And when I, was, when I was a younger person and I was told that the, the whole point of of salvation the whole point of of god sending his only son mm-hmm. so that whoever believes in him would not, perish, not but perish, never perish, left, but yeah. left. the whole point of that was that prior to that there was a great separation between god and man mm-hmm. um because of sin you know people would argue is the apple and eve and the, what's the sim- symbolism there or allegory or whatever it doesn't matter the belief structure there is there was a, a great divide between God and man. God wanted to bridge that gap. Yeah. So so Christ was his symbol. His his they they say he was the the sacrificial lamb because up until then people were sacrificing lambs to atone for their sins. Sure. Jesus was the ultimate lamb who not only atoned for the sins but literally washed them away. And yeah. that's the whole thing. All all original sin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And anything anything you did do, would do, would ever do, it's yeah. all wiped out. Mhm. And and we can obviously we're not going to debate, you know, no. I I know the debates. I've had a yeah. million of them, but that was my belief structure. So, so knowing that, for me, it became an issue of. I kept hearing the the church leaders say it's about a personal relationship with Jesus. The whole concept is to create a personal relationship with Jesus. So, I don't care what the pastor mm-hmm. says. I don't care what the priest says. I don't care what the saints say. I don't care what any church leader or i mean yeah you can take it as advice as counsel but at the end of the day for me it was oh this is supposed to be between me and him yeah and that's how it's always been that's why yeah i i, I don't always frequent a church i'm not mm-hmm. always reading the bible um but at the end of the day it's it's me talking to him and me believing that i'm getting responses back from him sure in some way some shape yeah some form exactly um, so to say all of that, to continue with the, the point of why you had me here, um, mm-hmm. 
being that person. And I think the energy, like you talked about, is there. Mm-hmm. And I and I believe that the Holy Spirit is within me. And I do believe um, that on a scientific level, that there are more than the three or four dimensions that we can perceive with our human eyes. And so I do think that there are things that exist in alternate dimensions that maybe are right on top of ours that we, you know, I, I do believe uh, scientifically that, or at least um, scientifically, theoretically, yeah. uh, that uh, if angels and demons do in fact exist, that's where they're at is they're, they're here, but they are somewhere in that perception that we can't pick up with our eyes. But sometimes, whether it's whatever our brains are doing, we can somehow get that that little twinkling or the sound or the smell or mm-hmm. the touch or the or the or the uh or the visual. And that's when I get into the whole thing of is that because God is allowing me to see these things? Or is is God taking a hands-off approach, which I know he sometimes does. Like what, you know, what's going on here? And that, I, I love digging into that. he chooses you. That, yeah, exactly. So um, it's not something, um, I, I almost said it's not something I would have asked for, but I fear that at some point in my life, I know that I've asked God for more wisdom. And so sometimes I feel like, oh, I asked for that. <laughs> you yeah. know? Care for what you wish yeah, for. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much so, very much yeah. so. Um but yes, I mean, there's so many stories. I mean, I, I've I've had. Um, let, let's let's specifically get into exorcism yes. because that's what you're looking. Let's get for. into yes. that so, missionary story. Okay, so when I was uh, probably 16, 17, uh, my church youth group was uh, planning a missions trip. And for those of you who don't know what a missions trip is, a missions trip is when an organization gets a bunch of people together, usually youth, and they go to another part of the world, usually outside of the U.S., even though. Though there's fair number, I've definitely heard of some in yeah, in the U.S. Yeah, I was US just going to say politically, but... there's plenty of need for it within the U.S. Yes. as well, and I know that they do stuff. But this particular missions trip was going down to Hidalgo, Mexico, mm. and uh, Mexicali, and so I I was pumped because I was already learning some Spanish. I was working at a at a fast food place, and uh, a lot of the cooks were were Spanish, so they were speaking Spanish. I was learning Spanish. I was excited, and uh, I was going to be down there for a long time. Uh, and, and so I went down to Mexico with my uh, youth group, and um, was this something that you had to raise money for? Or, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was poor. Yeah. <laughs> so we. Did I was going to say. I mean, your mom yeah. was not a rich woman. No, nope, nope. I mean, and 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 we did cover this in 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 the podcast, yeah. but um, I did not have enough money. Yeah. And so um, the church knew that I wanted to go. The church knew that I needed money, but they didn't know how much I had and how much I didn't have. Yeah. And cause I'm very certain it had to have come through somebody in the church, I think. Um, but we were short probably like $362 and change, right? Which doesn't sound like that much, but to somebody that a single in mother, situ- well, and, that yeah. was, we were short that it was yeah. probably like a twelve hundred dollar trip or something. Yeah, but, yeah. But um, the strangest thing was my mom received a check in the mail from someone she didn't know who it was. It was like just the the, the name was like just whatever they do. I was like yeah. a certified check or whatever. But Cashiers. it was maybe I don't know. But it, it I think it said anonymous. And um, it literally was the exact 
dollar amount to the cent. That was never disclosed. And we to never anyone. told anybody how much we were short. We never yeah. told anybody anything. Why would you? I mean, right. That's and and to be fair, I think had my mom just gotten this check in the mail, she probably would have been apprehensive about it as it is, or she'd just have been like, shoot, we need money. That's great. But because yeah. it was the specific amount, it was almost like she it was it was almost like it was for her. Yeah. Being a parent now, I get it. It was almost like, hey, this money is specifically for that. Right. And so she's like, Davy, we're and I, she calls me Davy, so yeah. I still ah. uh, so but she was just like, Davy, you this is it. You're going. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm I'm excited. And I was more I was just excited to go with my friends and, and, yeah. and go down and experience another country and whatever. So we go down to Mexico and it was life changing. I mean, even before the, the spiritual stuff, it was just life changing to, to be down there. And it was a very poor area. And it was, I mean, people, they didn't have bathrooms. They literally had a hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, you had families mm-hmm. of five, eight people living in a space much smaller than the room we're in right now. And it was just phenomenal. And the kids, oh my gosh, the kids just were so happy to see, you know, Americans coming in. We brought soccer balls and clothes and toys and Levi's jeans, everything, everything. And digital um, watches. I learned, I learned the word papucci. Which is whoa, a, pig, whoa. a piggyback. We don't ride. swear on this show. <laughs> just <so>. no. <laughs> no, they, they uh, the kids used to say papucci, papucci, and it was like give me a piggyback ride. Ah. Uh, so I was a tall guy, so it was grande papucci. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, oh yeah, I mean, uh, I had a there was a little girl named Claudia who just melted my heart. Mm. And I mean, there was just just the kids there. They just looked at you. And we've brought her on the show to talk. Oh to my you. god, she's <laughs> no. thirty now. No, um, but it was just it was just, it just yeah. melted me, man. And I was it, just that alone was enough sure. to to really help me understand what life is really all about. Yeah, and, and what we're here for, and what we're capable of doing, and what we should do, and can do, and what we don't do enough of, and whatever. It is. I mean, the amount of stuff that they have is probably enough to fill up a small chest, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and they're, and they're happy, but I still need the latest iPhone, which yeah, I'm looking yeah. at that 11 pro. Oh my gosh. And we're, we're yeah. giving them, yeah, I am too. And we're giving, <laughs> and we're giving them things and they're like so gracious, so yeah. grateful that they were going through what little to nothing that they had and were trying to give it to us. Uh, and I, and, and it was like, and what do you do? And we were told like, don't, don't reject it because yeah. You know, that's them wanting to give. Yeah. Also, as an adult, I also get that too. Like, yeah, you know what? You don't you don't give me charity. I want to give you something for it. Sure. Like I, I I totally understand that. So one of the things that our youth group was there doing in Hidalgo was um we were building a recreational center. Now mm-hmm. it was uh I believe Catholicism was the state religion and we weren't with a Catholic church. So if we had gotten caught doing like born again Christian stuff, mm-hmm. we could have faced arrest. Like it was so we couldn't wow. we couldn't wow. say we were we couldn't say we were building a church. Ah. So we were building a rec center. Okay. And it was. It was you that play. had a steeple. No, and a cross <laughs> no and... we didn't do that. We didn't do that. Uh it was just a bit it was a giant yeah. slab of cement was poured before we got there and then we did all the framing, the studs, the roof. We built every drywall. It was great. Uh, it was a great experience just for me as a young guy, just learning, you know, swinging, learning how to build, swinging yeah. the hammer, yeah. saw all that stuff. Well, the last, the last week we were there, we were going to do a giant fiesta. 
mm-hmm. a, celebra- a celebratory thing of all the work that was done and the, and the, and the, and the townspeople wanted to come and celebrate us and say thank you to us. So they made food and they brought this huge, it was just a big like banquet. Mm-hmm. And so we had, um, a church service, basically a worship service. Mm-hmm. We, uh, knowing that there's a language barrier, we did um, we did plays and sketches and things that were done to music to kind of convey uh, universally things. Sure. Um, we also had people there who could speak Spanish and were translating, and they were able to translate for us and stuff like that. Well, and the story I know you wanted me to talk about was um, the last night we were in the middle of a worship service. And we had a giant PA system, and this is the 90s, so it wasn't like super hi-fi, and we didn't have like wireless mics yeah. or like that. It's just like, you know, like this, everything was wired up. And um, during the worship service, all of a sudden the lights started flickering, and a very low, lower than mine voice started laughing through the PA system. Hmm. And at first it was like, that's who's messing around. You know, like, I mean, we were casual, like, you know, just somebody being silly on the mic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then it was it, Claudia. Yeah. Right. Then it became, <laughs> then it became more intense. Then it seemed to be very aggressive to the point where we were, you know, we were singing and it was like, it was becoming very disruptive. Um, and then all of a sudden it started, um, almost, almost like, Almost like a yelling, screeching sound started just, I can't even do it in my mouth, but it was just this wicked, not feedback, but like just this weird interference type sound, like a squelching squeal that just happened. And it was so massive. And all of a sudden- Like a disturbed song? Probably. Probably. Yeah, right. Um, And so all of a sudden the lights killed out, just like the lights were out. Power wasn't gone. Yeah. Just mm. the lights went out. Interesting. Which freaked everybody out. Now you've got women and kids screaming because they're scared. They don't know what's going on. Um, you hear this horrific evil laugh keep breaking through. At that point, I was like, you know, this is yeah. this is this is real. Like this I know what happening. this is. Yeah. Like this oh, is yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and one of my buddies grabbed me and he goes, Let's let's go, let's go pray. And I said, Okay. And so one of the first real um exorcist uh, exercising moments was we went to the front of the church while nobody paid attention to who we were, what we were doing. They were all freaking out. And we both just, uh, we got on our knees and we just started praying and I was praying with him because I had never done this before. Okay. But he was just saying, in the name of Jesus, be gone. Get out of here. You have no authority in this place. In the name of Jesus, get out. Now, did you know that that was going to work? No, absolutely not. So you didn't even have faith that it was- No, I had faith of praying. Okay. I was just going to pray with my friend and I was just going to pray. You were hopeful. And that was I um I believed that God can do anything. Yeah. I didn't understand that oh, he's going to rebuke this stuff. Mm-hmm. That there's there's a terminology mm, for you rebuking you it. <laughs> so, I didn't know he was going to rebuke the the spirit that had um made its presence known. Okay. Um but I very much was a part of it. I was praying with him. I believe that prayer, you know, fuels whatever, um, you know, uh, whether it was angels who were there or whatever. But I, I was praying and he was saying that. And I was like, wow, okay, here we go. This is really happening. The moment he said, in the name of Jesus, be gone, 
boom, lights went back on, the noise completely stopped, and everybody was just like, what what the heck was that? Like this was – it was so surreal. But I mean there was at least 50, 60 people there. Wow. And they wow. all experienced it. Now here's the th- here's the irony, right? You're talking to like, you know, all people – they spoke Spanish. Yeah. You know, and they weren't coming home with us. Yeah. So like we we knew it. Uh, my, my buddy Brian. My, my buddy Brian and mm-hmm. I, we knew it. But like it's just us. We yeah. took this story home. Like yeah. that's it, you know. Um. So then we get home and uh, we fly back into Chicago. We went, we went from Mexico. We drove back up to San Diego and then flew back uh, to Chicago. Get home. We're tired um, but hungry. So we go to Denny's. We have dinner at Denny's. And um, my, ste- my current stepdad, who you know, mm-hmm. Ramon, um, I was just going a mile a minute about everything that we had gone through and that stuff that happened. Okay. And, and I was almost getting kind of cocky because I was young. In right. my faith, and I didn't know enough, and I didn't have the maturity, and I and I made a comment about how you know we did this, right, right. It's because of me. I saved all these yeah, people. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And boy, was I wrong. And um, <laughs> and so uh, Ramon, in his wisdom, who and and incidentally, he is a theologian. He he did study the Bible. For, I could see for, that. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, a he's a he's a quiet man, but when he says something, it has. The most impact. Yeah, I don't know if you ever had the opportunity to sit and talk with him about stuff, but a little bit. He would love to go into that stuff with you. Awesome. Um, but yeah, so he sat down there with me, and I'm only, I'm 16, 17, and, and he's not my dad. So yeah. he was he was at that time he was mm-hmm. just kind of like trying to be careful. But he said to me, he "Goes, you know, Dave, you better be careful with that stuff because when you think you have it all figured out, is usually when they like to show you that that's not the case." Mm. And I was like, "Oh, whatever, you know." Cue the off. music for the movie, right? Oh. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know if it was that night or like the next night, mm. but it was very soon after. Uh, no, it was that night. No, it was mm. because I came home and I was so tired that normally I go into my bedroom and I shut the door. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I was just so tired. All I could think of was just, literally, I was being silly, but like I literally just walked into my room and fell face first on my bed and I just went to bed. Like yeah. I didn't care about the door. I didn't care about my clothes. I slept in my clothes. So I'm, I, I go to bed. I'm laying in my bed. Then, um, at some point, um, I wake back up and I look over. I'm on my back at this point. I look over to my right and I had, um, my keyboard. Because I was a musician, I had my keyboard here, and I had a, a CD boombox right on top, mm-hmm. an old Sanyo CD player, uh-huh. and uh, I was I had a CD on on uh, shuffle or whatever, and um, I couldn't see the the digit of the CD player, and I I, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't see the red digit. And you mm. usually could, of course, it yeah. was, nothing's there. Was, yeah, but I couldn't see it. And so music was playing, music but you was couldn't playing. see what was. I playing. couldn't see. I, I could. I, I could couldn't see, my see the room. number of the track number. I couldn't see oh, the track number okay. on the little yeah. digital readout. Okay. So I thought it was weird. So as I kind of move my head, all of a sudden I see. Oh, the reason I can't see it is because there is a being or figure right there crouching on the right side of my bed, oh like my a shadow God. person. Well, no. It no. looked very much as tangible as you or I. Really? Yes. Oh. It looked it looked like a girl. Ironically, I don't know if it's the same girl from when I was. <laughs> was a she kid. wearing white? No, no. Okay, she was actually good. wearing dark. She actually had what looked like a hat on, hmm. but she had oh. longer hair. And hmm. I looked right at her, but it, it, I can't really describe it. It was, it was almost like she was crouched down, like doing this. 
Okay. Like okay. just sitting next to my He's bed. doing like the thinking man yeah, without like, putting yeah, his hand on yeah, his yeah. chin. My, my elbow on my knee. Yeah. So she was crouched on my right and I was like, um, I was definitely freaked out at that point. Yes. Because, uh, you know, being a teenage boy, having a girl in my room would have been cool, but that's not <laughs> not what happened. So I I got a little nervous and I went to turn my head and I realized at that moment, I couldn't get up. I couldn't move. So sleep paralysis. Yes. Well, I didn't know that's what it was yeah, back no, then. No, no. But, um, but yeah, definitely the symptoms, uh, cl- textbook symptoms of sleep paralysis where I couldn't move, couldn't move my arms, couldn't move my legs. And I could only move my neck, which, which from what I understand, sleep paralysis, you can't even do that. I was that. just going to say that's actually not a symptom so, of sleep paralysis. So, so with that said, my room wasn't very big. It was kind of long. So I'm laying, and it was like a twin bed, uh, mm-hmm. like a twin. Yeah. And uh, so I'm laying in my bed, and I, I can move my head, but that's all I can do. So I kept trying to get up, and I remember hearing the sound of my grunts of like, trying to get up, and I couldn't. And and at that time, you know, I was pretty muscular. I was mm-hmm. a pretty healthy kid, um, and I just I couldn't do it. And every time I tried to move, I could I could I could hear almost like a low laughter i couldn't see it but i knew it was something like sitting very large on top of my dresser was that the same laughter from mexico or similar it's different because the the laughter in mexico was coming through a pa okay gotcha this is i i could hear it maybe perception wise okay Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Sure. But it's not something I was coming up with. I wouldn't have thought of that. Okay. And so every time I tried to move, I could feel this entity enjoying me not being able to move, Mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. And every time I tried to move, I just couldn't do nothing. Um, Next thing I know, I, uh, I, I, I tried to rebuke it. I tried to exercise it. <laughs> this yeah. giant. You've entity, learned the prayer. I thought. Um, <laughs> and so I, I was, I was about to say, in the name of Jesus, get out of my house or whatever. I couldn't even say name. Mm-hmm. I would say wow. in the, and all of a sudden I couldn't speak. Wow. And then it was like, what the heck is happening? And then all of a sudden I fall asleep. And so now I'm in a dream state. But I'm fully aware that I'm dreaming because how in the world did I just experience that? And now I'm in a sleep state and I'm in like another location geographically. And I'm like, no, this isn't real. Mm -hmm. So for the first time in my life, I had that moment where I'm dreaming and I know I'm dreaming. That lucid dreaming. Yeah. I've never had that before that. Yeah. And so now it's I'm trying to wake back up because I know I'm asleep and I know that there's things happening in my room presently and I need to get out of this dream state. So I, I, in my mind, I came up with something so off the wall that 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 couldn't physically make sense. Mm-hmm. So I would know that I have to snap out of it. And it worked. And it was, I had, it was so stupid, but, mm-hmm. but I was in my grandmother's living room and my grandmother is sitting there who's totally fine and healthy and normal today. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I recognize that I, I'm clearly in a dream. And I remember saying to her in my dream, I'm dreaming right now. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I'm dreaming right now. And she goes, prove it. So all of a sudden in my hands, I have my bike, my, my mountain bike. And I go, all right, I'm going to throw this at you. And, and, <laughs> and if it goes through you, I know I'm dreaming. And if it 
and she kills goes, you. Right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right? <laughs> and she goes, okay. So I threw it, and it goes right through her. So my brain instantly wakes up, and oh, now okay. I'm awake again. Kind of now, like Inception. Yeah. Very much so. Now I can move. Yeah. Oh, okay. So at this point, I'm I'm thinking, okay, I I need to I need to do something. So I I immediately go. Um, in the name of Jesus, get out of my room. In the name of Jesus, get out of this house. You have no authority here. Just the same stuff I had heard Brian say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't see anything. I, 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 I couldn't tell if I could feel anything. But at that point, it was just like I was scared and I said it. And um, and so then I, you know, realizing that I could move, I grabbed my phone, which was on the other side of my bed. And a, a little thing that our youth pastor had was um, – if any of the youth in his group was struggling for any reason or needed prayer for any mm-hmm. reason, we had pagers back then. You said to page him and then put in the number. I, I think I want to say it was like forty nine or or four nine four or something weird. I have to ask him. I again. think it's in your podcast. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and so and if you listen so, to EPH, yeah, six one two. And so the so the agreement with the youth group was, uh, if if he gets a text. Uh, I'm sorry, text. I'm still speaking in 2019. If he gets a pager <laughs> message from from any, it doesn't even show the number. It was just a pager message, and if it says 49, he'll know that that's someone in his youth group, boy, girl, doesn't matter, and whoever it is, whatever he's doing, he will drop everything and pray for that person. Oh, interesting. Which was a cool concept, and I think yeah. it was more designed for helping kids who are, you know pubescent with like dealing with sexual temptation or whatever. Of like if you're on a date or something, you can text Pastor Danny and he'll pray for you so you don't like <laughs> try to have sex. But um so I just I was so desperate I just typed in four nine four nine four nine four nine four nine four nine. Um that was it. And so and then I just laid back in bed, closed my eyes and I was just praying, you know, God please be with me. God please protect me. You know, just you know, Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. save me from all this. And know, the pastor schemes. doesn't know who it is too, right? Well so that's yeah. where the story okay, continues. Sorry. So, spoiler. So, um, <laughs> sorry, I forgot. So, no, that. he didn't. Yeah. He did not know who text who yeah. paged him. Mm-hmm. So the next day, and it's summertime. So yeah. the next day, my mom's gone at work. There's nobody at home but me. I slept later because it was a mess. And uh, and there's a lot. By the way, there's a lot to this story that led yeah. up to it that I left out. But if you listen to EPH six one two, you'll hear more of it. Yeah. Um, and also, you're a teenager too, so that's yeah. the reason why you slept in. Very much so. Then, Very much so. I, I've always been kind of an early riser, but that particular okay. day it was it was it was a late day. So I get up probably around nine or ten, and uh, my my house phone's ringing. Mm-hmm. I pick it up. It's Pastor Danny, and he goes, David. I'm like, hey. What's going on? <laughs> and he goes, did you send me a page last night? And I said, why? And he goes, what happened? Wow. Mm. I said, well, I woke up and saw something in my room. And then I realized I, and he stopped me and he goes, did you feel like you couldn't move? And I mm. said, yes. And he goes, did you feel like something was on top of you? I said, yes. And he goes, the exact same thing happened to me last night. And I said, wow. "Wow." And he goes, and when I got that page, I knew it was you. And so I've been praying for you ever since. And I was like, wow, thank you. Um, And to this day, he and I have a really close I was going to ask. Yeah, very much I don't know if you talked about that in your podcast, but I was going to ask if you did maintain. To this day, he and I are very tight, very close. Um, He's he's a great guy. And um, yeah, and so- that was that was a very interesting experience. Uh, I've had more experiences 
But I, I'm taking so much of the time. <laughs> no, this is no, going to be like a three-hour episode, well, so you, you guys know, can break well, it up. Well, I like it as a, you know, what I think is interesting about the story, um, especially in the, uh, sorry, not the church, mm-hmm. the rec center, um, is that <laughs> idea of an exorcism not necessarily always being about the possession of in the an individual yes. and, and, and the body in mm-hmm. that it could be, you know, an exorcism could be something that's done to kind of cleanse a place, you know, a group, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. So, yeah. so that's kind you of interesting. Because I believe that if there are demons in a house, you can exercise the demons that are dwelling in a house. Gotcha. You, can, you, know, okay. you can also do that to the negative energy that you have. Yeah. That's sure. what uh, a lot of priests that perform the right, they are told to do it often to cleanse that negativity that comes along with it. I believe afterwards. even Jews do something similar yes. mm-hmm. um, with that. Uh, but, yeah. um, the thing for me, and 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 I'll I'll definitely slow down. But um, the thing for me, it always it always comes back to Jesus for me personally because mm-hmm. that's that's my you, faith. yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, there are stories in the Bible where Jesus specifically has exercised demons uh, from possessed people. Um, it's very interesting, mm-hmm. and I. Definitely urge anybody who's even remotely interested to go well, research it. He also gave the—so back in those days, it was only the person that was thought to be the Messiah that could perform such a rite, but he gave the power to the apostles right. and told them that they that they have to rid the world of evil spirits. So he he instructed them while he was living on earth yes. to go out into different parts of the, of the, the, the territory in, in Israel— and and told them to you know go to different homes and, and spread the news mm-hmm. about his his message, and and he said if you come across possessed people, which there were many yeah. at the time, um, this is what you do, and you tell them to leave in my name because, yeah. like you were saying, and and we should get into this. I I do believe, and a lot there are demonologists out there mm-hmm. and and angel uh, scholars who who believe these things, who. Much like Constantine, which I love yeah. that character. Yeah. Um, I believe that angels and demons do work on a hierarchy system, uh, mm. almost like a military. Sure. Um, there are different levels mm-hmm. of, of, um, like archangel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like a minor demon. Yeah. There's versus, rank. Yeah. Um, and different. And, and whereas angels seem to move really good within those ranks, demons tend to kind of go. A wall a little bit, yeah. but the irony, and this is why one of the things I love about being a Christian and studying all of this is that it seems that no matter how a wall the demons go, they still know and accept that they're still subject to Jesus and to God. And so, in those stories in the Bible, when uh, famously when the boy who was possessed mm-hmm. and he was thrashing around um, Legion. The mm-hmm. we are legion, we are many, and it specifically was saying to Jesus, Jesus, what are you doing here? Now's not the time. Are you have you come to cast us into the the lake of fire? Like, are you yeah. are, are you have you come to destroy us? You know, I I have more time left. I, this wasn't part of the agreement. Is basically what he was mm-hmm. saying. And Jesus um, just said, you know, get out. And they said, well, where do you want us to go? <laughs> And yeah. and he was and he was basically saying like just leave and he's like well can we can we go into these these pigs that are over there and Jesus just goes go so then they they all they all the demons all left 
that boy and only Legion was the one who was speaking mm. and they were, were speaking in, 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 in plural because yes. there were many. Right. But, but Legion was the, the one that took the voice. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, Jesus cast them out and they went into the pigs and then the pigs, they ran the pigs off at the cliff and then they all died. Mm. Cause that was like, they just, just too bad. They couldn't have bacon. Right. That would have been, that would have been <laughs> Those great. Jews just couldn't get it right. <laughs> um, so then, so to go back to what you were saying yeah. biblically and, and obviously if you go, if you go listen to my, um, my show, I, I actually referenced the Bible verses because I took the time to go back and find where it was that I saw it. And, and, yeah. and but I don't remember them offhand. Um, but, but Jesus told his disciples, go out, rebuke these demons, get rid of them from the people. And after, after Jesus died and I believe resurrected mm-hmm. and, and then ascended, there's, there's some stories with Paul yeah. and Paul went out and Paul was rebuking demons in Jesus name. And then there were others and it became a popular thing yeah. where people were going, Oh, well, we know how to do this now. And so what, one of the instances, which I find really interesting was a couple of, of um, Paul's servants or fellow disciples, mm-hmm. um, they came upon somebody who was possessed and they, the way they said it, and I love that it's written this way. Mm-hmm. They said, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches of, leave this man. The demons responded, Jesus, we know. Paul, we've heard of. We do not know you. And then they, <laughs> and they proceeded to beat the shit out of these guys. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, like, like that is phenomenal. So it's like, yeah. just because you know the magic words doesn't mean you can wield them if you do not know Christ. If you yeah. are not. If you do not have a personal relationship. Yeah. Going and, back to what you said earlier. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, so I have some yeah. questions, yeah, um, just in general things. And one of the things, this is actually the one I just wrote. I think it kind of goes with what you were just talking about, which is. Dave is absolutely insane. <laughs> no, no, no. Is it true? Um, that um, demons will leave if you know their name? So, no. Uh, In my personal experience, absolutely not. A demon loves nothing more than to hear their name. Okay, because you mentioned Legion and they were saying their name. And so Mm -hmm. then I just started to think like, wait a minute. You know, we always hear in the stories, like once you figure out their, well, it's kind of like you're supposed to figure out their real name. It's the Rumpelstiltskin effect, yeah. Well, like the real name of Christ. Uh, So back in biblical... Yeah, Yahweh, yeah, or whatever. Well, but yeah, but names. there is another name that was never disclosed because back in those days, it was believed that if you knew someone's name, that you had power over them. Right, mm. that's the whole some thing. kind of power, yeah. you know. And to know a deity's name would be like the ultimate. You like had something over them. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, no, that's, but, yeah. But I just wondered if that has yeah. had been your experience yeah, that it, you were, and that's that exactly how I would answer that. it. In my experience, a demon loves nothing more than the sound of its own name. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um. So okay, I think this is maybe kind of going, which is why I sometimes don't, yeah, say the name of certain demons because okay. I, I purposely, I'll purposely not do that. You don't want to give that. When I, when I talk about Legion, Legion was an instance that is so renowned. It's like saying mm-hmm. Lucifer. Sure. It's like, okay, yeah. It's like they don't- Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like Legion doesn't need, <laughs> Legion doesn't need my help in in glorifying itself. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. Um, but, a, but a lower level one, sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's one specific one that I know right now that I've had an experience with that has literally screamed its name at me. Okay. And I'm not- 
going to say it because it doesn't deserve that much credit. Gotcha. Okay. So I've got two questions that are maybe going to kind of like, you know, you had talked about that you will sometimes hear about a situation Mm -hmm. and that maybe, you know, you decide this person's in danger. Yeah. I need to go help them. Um, So I was reading, you know, I was raised Lutheran. Mm Mm-hmm. Catholic um, light, as I like to Catholic call it. Catholic light, absolutely. <laughs> Catholic without the guilt. Yep. Um, and I was always proud of it when I was a kid. Um, I was like <laughs> that. Uh, anyway, so that, but they were talking about that in a in, in Lutheran texts that a physician has to be consulted in order to rule out any medical or psychological illness. Imagine that. Imagine that. Um, and just wondering. So, in your opinion, you know, how important is it to make sure that there aren't psychological or physical reasons for the behavior of someone? So and kind of how do you investigate that? That's a great question. And here's where I think Patrick's going to love my answer. I would argue sometimes that is exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for all the faults that I believe personally the Catholic Church has, the one thing they're pretty good at when it comes to demonic mm-hmm. instances is they really try to vet it all out before mm-hmm. they even get even remotely into, you know, is there really something going on here? They they have a very interesting um, way that they deal with exorcism. I feel like it's a bit of um, a waste of resources. It's very theatrical. Yeah. And it's, yeah, they do do a lot of research and there's a lot of secrets to it too. Yeah. Well, I mean, even, even their actual procedure yeah. it, to me is just way too much when Jesus yeah. himself just said, do this and be done. Yeah. And it does usually work where it's done. So for them to go for three weeks, it's like, yeah. come on. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you getting paid for this? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and again, it's, it's, me personally, my personal relationship, it's just how I've gone through life is I prefer to go this way. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they should open with that, you know, and if that doesn't work, then go into. Well, I feel like if they'd open with that, it'd be done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right? but, but that's my belief. Yeah. Um, but I would say just because we scientifically categorize something as, say, schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Right, people are are mm-hmm. categorized as schizophrenics, and they claim if you speak to somebody who's schizophrenic, they claim stuff is talking in the, through the TV. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I've I've met people who have um, been diagnosed as schizophrenic who have said demons are telling them things, mm-hmm. yeah. and they write. And, and so, who are we to really go? No, you're not seeing that. It's like maybe they really are, and maybe. Scientifically, yes, there's something wrong with their brain, but maybe that part of their brain is allowing them to see something that everyone else can't. Yeah. And so it it, it does get very but you know, nobody wants to think like that. Interesting. But, okay. But to so so yes, I think a lot of instances yeah, that does happen where people are there's a brain functional or dysfunction that could be happening. But that's actually what's allowing them to maybe see things or hear things right. or experience things. Gotcha. And there's a huge difference between somebody who is oppressed and somebody who is possessed. Somebody okay. who is possessed has to literally, physically, specifically, intentionally ask that spirit or entity to enter into it. So if you've ever heard or seen or somebody who is literally, quote, possessed, there was a point where they knew what they were doing and asked it in. 
Mm. Yeah, some would say that there was trickery involved. Absolutely, sure. Yeah. Sure. And it can be done through many different ways, but there's a huge difference between being possessed and being oppressed. I've been oppressed, even mm-hmm. though I'm a Christian. I've I've had strongholds on me. I've had addictions. I've had temptations. I've had things where I struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, that is absolutely what I define as oppression. Yeah. You know, because I can't how do I word this? I, I can exercise demons and make them go away, but then on my daily life, I find ways to bring them right back in. Yeah. So, and then if I'm not thinking about it, mm-hmm. like, and it, it isn't that like, you know, the devil's greatest trick is to make you forget he even exists, right? Mm-hmm. So anything that it takes to get me to, you know, whether it's, you know, I'll just be honest, if I'm, if I'm struggling with uh, something, you know, like maybe pornography or- Or cheating at poker. I never have cheated at poker. <laughs> but just something that, yeah. something that is so, uh, what I feel unethical, immoral, mm-hmm. sinful, um, that I'll be the first person to admit I struggle, just like anybody else. You're human. I yeah. th- well, I think the biggest misconception that people have about Christians is that we all think we're better than everybody else. And it's like, no, it's literally the opposite. It's we think we're worse than everybody else and that we needed help. Yeah. Period. Hmm. And so a lot of people just don't look at us like that. That's okay. interesting because I think we're all the same. I'm sure we are. I don't are. think that there's anybody worse or better. I think we feel like we're we're worse off. Yeah. Because yeah. we can't control ourselves. It's just, it's somebody who's in the program or AA right? or NA yes. or whatever, same thing. Yeah. Well, and some other tests that I uh, they were talking about would be things like knowledge of languages that you don't know, yep. knowledge of secret things, supernatural strength. You know, mm-hmm. what about those? Have you ever experienced any of those as, as part of a possession or is that kind of more sure. of a in the movies? Um, yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, the movies love to glorify it. And mm-hmm. so they'll, they'll do a little more. Uh, but I've absolutely seen, um, what will be described as levitation. Mm-hmm. I've seen people come off the ground. I've, uh, it's freaky, yeah, but when you're, so. but, but honestly, when you are in that headspace of you're dealing on a supernatural level and you are, you know, working towards, you know, exercising and rebuking these demons, you're not really thinking about all that's going on around you because you're just focusing on the main thing. Because if you lose that focus, they can, they can mess with you mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as they famously have. Uh, the movie, The Exorcist, mm-hmm. for all its faults, I loved it because mm-hmm. in the end, the priest lost <laughs> Right. Because he did it wrong. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And if it was based on a true story, that's probably kind of what well, happened. Right? Well, I mean, whatever. I don't know. I mean, you're pre- no, we, we will get into it. Yes, Definitely. Sure. That yes. will, will be um, something. But that's interesting that you, th- this is kind of a callback to what you originally started talking about is that the Holy Spirit is known to do all those things to Christians during a service, make them speak in tongues. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Give them strength. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So then you would think if the good can do it, so can the, the bad. It just brings back that whole idea yeah. that, you know. That angels and demons were both the same at one point. Right, right. Yes. I mean, I cannot speak for that or against that. No, I'm just saying <laughs> that's, say, the, yeah, that's, that's the, the belief that I that's the belief that I choose to stick with yeah. because that's the information I was given from the God I choose to serve. Period. That's, I mean, it's an interesting concept yeah. to yeah. me. Yeah. Well, what I find interesting is in the Old Testament, the first line of Genesis is in the beginning, yeah. right? In yeah. the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The original, the original Hebrew translation actually says, you are not to be concerned with anything before this point. 
Mm. I love that. So immediately I go, what was going on before that? Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Right? How do you stand on the Gnostic? Um, have you read any of the Gnostic books? I, I have, I've seen clips of excerpts of it, okay. but I don't, I haven't delved into them. Some of them are really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, same with the, like, the Dead Sea Scrolls and stuff like yeah. that. Like I, it's very interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Another thing I saw in several rituals I was going through, there's exorcism rituals in basically every religion, and they're, they're mm-hmm. all a little different, but uh, something that was common in a lot of them, not all, but a lot of them was holy water. Okay. Well, have you ever used holy water? I have not. Okay. Because you, you were just talking about you got to keep it simple. I, I find that- It's the kiss method of exorcism. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um I, and that you have to wear really long heels and have a really huge tongue. Yeah, I think <laughs> the kiss method. I, I think the I think the holy water thing. I, I think it's part of the theatrical thing. Okay, you know? I think it has to do with belief. Like if you believe something, the, there's a there's a thought that if you whatever whatever you believe is going to happen when you die is what's going to happen for so, a certain amount of time. So that makes me think that. This is a very personal thing, and whatever gives sure. you. And when I was pagan, that was the thing. It's all symbolic. Whatever makes you feel like you can buy into it more gives you more power. So I think the only way I could probably get on board with the potency of quote holy water, uh, which for all intents and purposes, from my understanding, is water that's been blessed. Yes, um, is that there is power in claiming the name of Jesus over something. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe that. And I do believe, um, you know, when you go through a house and you, and you claim, I, I've, I've heard the phrase claim the blood of Jesus on mm. the house, kind of like pulling back to that anchor moment of this is why he came and died and, and his blood covers and, and protects and all that. Um, so I guess in essence, if someone claimed the blood of Jesus or the power of Christ over this specific water. Maybe, maybe I, I don't, I've, I've never utilized it. I've never, okay. I've never seen it. It's a very it. Catholic thing. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. Well, in like I said, though, it's not just Catholic. I mean, it yeah. was, um, well, there's, there's, there's Hindu too. and, um, maybe Islamic too. Pagans I mean, do, well, I mean, yeah. we have, we have moon or we like, I had moon water, <laughs> That right. was enriched by the power of the moon. Yeah, same kind of thing because the moon was all a goddess. Water enriched by the power of the moon at certain this times is, of the year. This right. is special. Oh, okay. No, Words I, I, were said, candles were lit. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, sky clad or whatever. Right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Sorry, I'm trying to get all these in. That's okay. um, no, you're fine. What you're should fine. we look out for with possession? Like, in other words, if you have someone in your life that you think again or oppression. Um, kind of based on what we were just talking about, but like if you're worried about someone, you know what I mean, or worried about yourself, like what would you when know? When do you draw the line? Right. Yeah. When is the moment? You Where know? you're like, aha. Well, I mean, in my personal experiences, um, because of whatever's wrong with my brain, you know, I I can perceive things. Um, I can, I've definitely been around people where I go, Oh, I can feel it. Okay. You know, whether they say anything to me, um, we have some mutual friends who, when I'm around them, I go, Oh, there it is. You know? Yeah. Um, well now I'm curious. uh, It's you. It's you. 
Um, you probably know. But anyway. Um, I think I do, actually. I'm excited to try that. But at the same time, <laughs> but at the same time, uh, I feel like free will man like it's it's yeah. if i can't i can't rid the world of angels and demons i can't so um i don't even think they die i think it's just they move on to somewhere else until something somewhere gives them a reason or a cause to do what they do so they move on to like angel heaven well no they here. they get a double double halo <laughs> I, if i if i'm if i'm remembering correctly in the book of job God literally says to to Satan, what are you doing? And he says, oh, I'm just going to and fro looking whom I can devour. Just very, mm. just very uh, yeah. cavalier. Matter of fact. Yeah, like, very yeah. cavalier to God. Like, hey, I'm just, I'm just jacking up. You know what up. I'm doing. I'm Come just on. jacking up your creation however yeah. I can. So you know. do you feel like you wouldn't perform something unless someone asked you to? So... I know people in my personal life who I believe are absolutely oppressed. Mm -hmm. I do not go to them and say, hey, I'm going to rebuke the demons that are all over you. Right. Because there's a reason why they've got demons all over them. Sure. And more likely than not, it's something that even if we were to get rid of them, their lifestyle, their choices would still open it right back up again. Gotcha. That makes sense. And then all I'm doing is pissing them off. Right. And then they send, you know, scouts or whatever out to jack with me. And I'm... No, I'm not looking forward to that okay. either. So. You know, it's very interesting to hear you say stuff like this because on the pagan side, when I was pagan, these are exactly the beliefs that I had. Mm. I did not want to change the free will of somebody. I believe that that was like, I don't necessarily believe in the concept of sin. Like, I believe you can do good and you can do bad. They're all like shades of gray to me, but I believe that that is like a no-no. You don't mess with someone's free will. You know, you're so, not going to perform a spell or whatever, say something about somebody without them so there knowing is a, about it? Yeah, or? there is a thing called a binding ritual. Right. Where, well, I've seen the craft. Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> binding. A binding. A binding ritual is very much you are actually interfering with someone's free will because they are going to hurt themselves or somebody else. Again, I've watched the craft. Yeah, and I've performed some binding rituals in my day, but I always weighed out the free will of somebody. And like in the pagan thing, it was karma. So instead of sin, it was karma. Sure. You were going to pay for that. Even if you were doing it for good, you were still going to pay karma it's on that. It's interesting that... Oh, which is kind of what you were just saying. Yeah. You know they're going to yeah. come back. Okay. Well, biblically, I, I, I mean, we talk about sin. And yeah. Like, you know, I mean, biblically, I believe that we pay for sin, or we, we, yeah. we, we were meant to pay for sin. Yeah. For the wages of sin is death. And because of Christ, that debt has been paid. Yeah. So... So you can, you can um, like, repent your sins then. Yes, yeah. very much so. Um, but to... So to go back to that, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. the only time I really, if it was happening to like my kids or sure. my wife or something in my home, sure, absolutely, I would, I wouldn't think twice. I would go, hey, I'm just. I mean, there've been instances where I've been around people where I've had to, I've recognized, much like Jesus talking to Peter, go and get thee behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. Where I realized I'm not talking to my friend, I'm talking oh. to whatever this is. And there've been times when I say. In the name of Jesus, be quiet. And then they just zip it. Interesting. Oh, it's 
it's weird. Wow. Weird, I mean, weird. It, it's weird because it doesn't appear how things normally physically would manifest, mm-hmm. but it does happen. And I have every, every belief in it, every faith in it. Okay. And it has, ne- it has never not manifested itself correctly. You know? Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So, okay. We have one last question for you. I'm going to go. So one last one. Well, I've got two. Okay. You can ask whatever you want. All you guys right. control the edit. You can make it as short or as long as you want. How I want to you... keep all of it. So Okay. Yeah. How do you know when uh, it's over? That's a good question. Um, I'm glad I, I is, chose to ask there it. It is over. Well, I mean, I don't think I've ever been asked that. How do you Nothing know when it's over? Nothing is over until I say it. <laughs> That's the Arnold Schwarzenegger that I remember. It's it's not nothing over. is over. It's not over. <laughs> um Usually, in the ma- in the matters of actual possession, mm-hmm. right? So let's, when someone is oppression, yeah, when, when someone is actually being possessed, they're not them. Mm-hmm. They, you are literally dealing with someone else who is using their body. Mm-hmm. So you can you can usually almost tell instantly when it's when it has been gone. Mm. Um, now movies and Hollywood love to do that thing where the kids always do the mommy it's me you know it's like like, yeah but we are we're all watching it going as soon as she turns her back we're all watching it going oh he's crap you know Mm -hmm. he's a lie Uh, wait get an X right (laughs) Um, but uh, you know and that's and that's the thing is in a weird way I love that even Hollywood kind of gives you the warning about that where it's like look demons is for all we know have been around since before man so they have seen everything they've seen george washington they've seen elton john be born they've seen i'm just thinking mm-hmm. of random things they've seen my I like life. how george washington went into elton, elton john. john yeah they've seen they've seen everything they know everyone so absolutely they can try to convince you that they're your dead uncle Mm-hmm. Because they know things that only your dead uncle would know. It's like, of course, that makes sense. Well, maybe you should just throw a bike at them. If it goes ah, through them, hey, you know, there it, it is. Uh, it's okay. a, that's a proven system. <laughs> <right here>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gotcha. Uh, and then, okay, my last question is just what do you guys think? Why are we so fascinated with exorcisms? Like, even people that have never experienced anything even remotely like it in their life, never seen it happen in real life, never felt anything. But yet, you know, The Exorcist is one of the most popular movies. You know, uh, Exorcism of Emily Rose was one of my favorites. So I'll answer that question after this. I want to say about Exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, very interesting story. Oh, yes. Very interesting case. Yes. Even the real aspect the, uh, of it. Yeah, the real one, yes. Um, there's a lot that went wrong there, mm-hmm. but there was also a lot that went very textbook to the things I physically experienced. And like when I see, I get very frustrated watching movies that deal with demons and, and sure. ghosts and exorcisms because it's like, nope, you're not, that's not real. That's, or at least that's not what I've experienced. Yeah. Um, but I, I always get that chill when I see somebody who produces a story where it it's right. And I go, oh, they they know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, that is how I felt when I saw the, that movie. Emily Rose and Paranormal Activity, the first one. Yes. The first one I'm going, if this thing starts at 3 a.m., yeah. it knows. 
And sure enough, it hit. I was like, yeah, come on, bring it. Nick, Did let's he? See. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, that's, yeah. Scary, scary, scary. Yeah. Uh, but the Emily Rose thing, um, I loved that movie. The only thing I was angry about was after I watched it, I found out that in the scene in the courtroom, mm-hmm. when they played the audio, yes, it was the real audio from wow. the actual exorcism. Yes. And I was furious because yeah. you just put on film an energy and energy and names and and things and I'm going like what are you doing it was yeah. honestly I'm getting chills right now no just it's how, seriously how it was it, I've only ever seen that I saw it once I'm good yeah I've never needed to see that again well we might have to watch it again I know we might <laughs> um but I'll, I, I'll tell you this when I catch it on TV I'll watch it and when that courtroom scene comes on I put it on mute yeah it's I do I don't want to hear it really interesting it. and then um I'm also well uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about lots of other movies but that one I just was interesting too just because there's like a legal aspect to it that's mm-hmm. yes. just a whole other thing no it was great but but that was that that goes into the case where she starts speaking Latin yeah and and she didn't, you know, Latin seems to be the common. I mean, there are other languages. I've I've seen it where they speak German. I've seen where they speak Polish. Mm-hmm. Um, it was because the clergy spoke Latin generally, well, because until, it's usually them going, "I know you, yeah, and I want to make sure you know that I got you." Well, well for a while, until... the Bible was written in Latin. Uh-huh. It was never translated because right. they didn't want to give power to the people. Yeah. Well, yeah. even in our parents lifetime yes. the catholic church service was in it's i saying clergy used yeah, to use I mean, it not... off the air i'll tell you about some really interesting stuff i found out about things that were changed in the american translation of the bible oh yeah, yeah. and i was like <laughs> are you kidding me but we'll get into that later. well <laughs> i think i think we should probably wrap this yeah i up. feel like we've got a real i love this was so great because i think oftentimes on this uh podcast we you know we do talk about things in the abstract of this is what other people say these are the stories out there which i love to hear mm-hmm. um but this was great to have someone with real life experience um on to kind of give your perspective of it which i think is going to be yeah. really valuable um and i really i'm excited now to go listen to ep well, I was, uh, and I was I'm, I'm really say, hoping yeah, that our listeners are too, because there's is, so much more out there. No, thank seems. you. And and what's 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 really, you know, terrifying for me is because you know, we and Pat and you and I talked about this before we started. It was like, yeah, I was trying to decide how I wanted to, if I wanted to convey this information. Yeah. Um. So so because I'm anxious about it, I kind of feel like. Knowing my past and knowing my faith and knowing the kind of things that God has gone with me through in my life. And I'm kind of like, all right, maybe now is the time for that in my life where I, I start talking to more people about that stuff. So um, for anybody who feels like um, – because there's a lot we did not cover on, oh, yes. on this show. It's, and, I, it's and, clear and that and there I, are many stories. <laughs> and I do have a heart for people who are – in fear or are terrorized by things mm-hmm. that are in their lives or in their homes yeah. or, or things. Um, I, I urge you to listen to EPH 612. Um, all, all one word. Yeah. It's all one word. If you, if you, yeah. if anywhere you find podcasts, if you type in EPH 612, the number six, yeah, the number six, the yeah. number one, the number two. Um, and then I believe my email address is, and I'll give you that one. And that's EPH 612 pod at gmail.com. If you have any questions, um, any concerns, anything that you just want to share, you're absolutely welcome to email me there. 
And that is kind of my, my spiritual bat phone email. (laughs) So like if somebody has, uh, you know, just, they they need to talk about something or they need advice, um, or, or, or they could just email you four nine four nine four nine. Right, 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 right. And then <laughs> oh, you have to stop gosh. everything. Yeah. You could be on stage and you have to stop everything and pray. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to fly to like Philadelphia and go exercise your house or whatever. But, oh, uh, but, um, but if you have challenges, uh, I can absolutely uh, give you counsel, and I will absolutely point you in the direction of people in your local area who you could probably speak with who sure. can help you. And if you know. After this podcast is over, you're like, oh, wait, what was that? Uh, you can always just email us at Ghostly and we will, we will, we will forward, it on. forward it on or, or share the email with you. So so before I let you go, um, what do you have going on with the David Vox Mullen show? Uh, well, that that is that's just the commercial show I do. It's a lot yeah. of fun. Um, we uh, I just had pro wrestling uh, promoter David Hero on. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, we've got some interesting guests coming up. Um, none so that you'll disclose. None that I can legally well, <clears throat> disclose right oh, now because well, we're but, still waiting for releases. But but nice. the one one that just came out though, obviously Ghostly, of course, came out. But before Ghostly was the star of Troll Two. Come on, the dad everybody! On Troll 2, George Hardy, the sweetest actor in Hollywood. There you go. Uh, who is a dentist by day, and wow. and uh, and an indie B movie actor by night, and he is such a sweetheart. Oh, uh, I love he, it. He, he reminds me of like Henry Winkler, like now. Henry yeah. Winkler now is. Kind I could of see that, given yeah. that you know, after I listened to it, he has yeah. that you know kind demeanor. Very much, yeah. very much so. Um. So, what other guest have you had in like your this? That was the third. season? This is the third season. Oh gosh, we've had um, we've had John Cena wow. from WWE. We've how had, was that? It was fun. It was yeah. fun. We've had. Could um, you see him? Uh, it was weird. I couldn't see him. I was standing wow. right there too. Uh, <laughs> I've had um, Enrico Colantoni. Uh, you might remember him. Uh, actually, he's going to be in the new Mister Rogers movie. Oh, um, cool! Uh, with Tom Hanks. I don't know who he's playing. I think, mm. uh, but he. Um, you would remember him from Just Shoot Me. He was the photographer oh, yeah, yeah. Elliot. He was in Galaxy Quest. He was. He's in tons of stuff. Oh. Oh my gosh. Veronica Mars. I was just going to say, yeah. no, no, no. I know who you're talking oh, about yeah, now. All yeah. of a sudden, she's a huge Veronica you don't Mars. Even understand. Yeah. Oh, you should listen to it because it was before they came back and he was talking about they were trying to get it to come back. Right. One of my favorite guests that you had, because um, I, you know, I follow him and I, I think he's a brilliant stand up, was. XL. XL, Xavier Lamont. Yeah. yeah. He's fantastic. And he is up and coming right now. He, he is, is he's blowing he up. Is getting he's got big huge. things coming yeah. up. I believe he just booked a uh, an episodic thing. thing on Showtime. Yeah. And uh, it was funny because when he did my show, he had just done an audition for, I think, a show either in Showtime or HBO. And I don't know if he got it or not. This might be that same thing. So I don't know. Um, he but is he's literally like a humongous man. He's I very mean, big. When I first literally. saw him- I, I like there was fear, you know, and I don't fear many people, but when I saw him, I was like, oh my God. And he's then a big once, dude. once he started talking, I was like, no, this guy is awesome. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on Ghostly. Thank you for having me. And um, I'm hoping that you give me your promos so I can put them in this episode as well. Sure, absolutely. For Do you have one for EP? No, I've. I've so, one of the things that. Did we even talk about that? I don't the, know if we talk about it. The zero promoting. Yeah, yeah, we had zero promotion on that show. That's we right. Did, yeah. I, I so, a promo just, wouldn't wouldn't be right it for it. I mean, I could do it now. It's been a year, but like we, we, I specifically wanted to do that show without telling anybody. I just wanted to see spiritually yeah. if people would find it. Yeah. And they have. 
And it's so cool. And maybe it was more about you just telling it, just putting it out there into the ether. You know, did it really matter if people listened? I mean, I know as a podcaster, you want people to listen. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think therapeutically, it was probably good for me to just speak it out. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, I also have a heart for others. And I feel like I want to help people who, I mean, there's so many people who, you know, they're, they're dealing with stuff and they don't. They don't even understand yeah. why they're depressed all the time or why they're angry all the time or fighting with their family all the time. And, and those people end up usually ending with pretty bad scenarios. Yes. Uh, and so sometimes, and it's not like I'm trying to like tell people, oh, you know, you need Jesus in your life, you know, but it's just a matter of, uh, I mean, that is an option. Yeah. But um, for me, it's just a matter of, look, man, I- I've seen some crazy things and maybe my perception of it might be another way that you weren't looking at it and it might help. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks. And I hope everybody goes and listens to it. It's it's a fantastic show. Uh, and it was, you know, the, the craziest part of listening to it is it's just you talking in yeah. the first season. It's like, I couldn't imagine without having Rebecca here to be my, be my alter ego almost. I don't know. My, my other half that's that's polar opposite of me in many ways. I could not imagine getting these ideas out, and you did it so well. I don't think I could have done it earlier than when I started. Okay. Um, but I will tell you, and nothing like a little teaser before the end, um, I have definitely been under attack because I've been doing it. Oh. Absolutely. Well, and they'll have to listen to find yep. out exactly what that is. Yep. All right. Thank you again. And that's it. All right. Thanks. I'm David Vox Mullen, and I'm yet another comedian with a stupid podcast. I sit down with all different types of people, from ghost hunters to WWE superstars like John Cena and Mick Foley, from Hollywood writers, producers, and directors to actors like Enrico Colantoni and George Hardy, the dad from the best worst movie, Troll 2. Basically, just people I feel are interesting enough that I think you'll find them interesting too. So subscribe to The David Vox Mullen Show today on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, and everywhere else podcasts can be found. Brought to you by the DVM Production Empire. That's www.dvmpe.com. Well, thank you so much for listening to that interview. Um, please share with your friends and family as word of mouth is our best advertisement. Definitely. We would not be where we are now if it wasn't for you. Absolutely. And special thanks to David Vox Mullen for coming on Ghostly. Make sure you listen to EPH612 and the David Vox Mullen Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And next week, time for the announcement, we are going to be talking about the exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, the movie. The movie and... The true story behind oh, it. Oh, the true story. Yes. Yeah, because they changed her name and everything. They changed right? her name and some of the details, but it's 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 in, it's an interesting case because it's uh, I think it's perfect for us because it's a legal case. It actually was tried yeah. in a court of law. Yeah. So it really has that element of both believer and skeptic to it, and really kind of presents the evidence in both ways. Well, I guess. 
that means I should watch the movie? Yes, I think I think that would be a good idea. <laughs> okay, I will get on that. <laughs> All right, so, so that's coming out on the 16th. The 16th. And I want to thank you guys very much again for sticking it out all the way through all this. We have a full month in store for you. And then we have another theme for November. Oh, we do. It's a good theme. It I'm sorry. Really I forgot theme. already. <laughs> you forgot all those emails and texts oh, I sent? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> all right. Well, until next time, stay ghostly. Bye.